Hey guys, I'm Natalie. This is the Least Favorite Podcast, where we talk about relationships, personal growth, and the toxic shit that we see on social media. Let's get into it. <laughs> How would you guys react if you saw this therapist out in a social setting? I would run up to mine and give her a hug. I love her. Me too. I'm okay. like obsessed <laughs> with my therapist. We talk like we're girlfriends. Come on. She's like, why are you clapping, fucking oh, weirdo? To test this out. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> no, um, I don't remember when there was a fly in here. I think it was last time I was. Probably. Yeah, most likely. Maybe he's back. This is the weather. <laughs> <laughs> After the whole, like, yeah. I don't even know how many months it's been since yeah. you've been on. It's back. Um, you were asking me if I watched it in Ventiana. Yeah. Yeah, I saw the whole thing. Did you? I have like three episodes. Left, oh, a lot happens. It's good. I mean, how do you feel about it so far? I feel like it's it's unbelievable that people were like duped by her. You know? She played it really well though. She did. Like, I would have I feel like I would have believed her. Like right. I wouldn't believe I wouldn't have been like the the did you see the Tinder swindler? I didn't see it, but I, I heard like I know the premise of it. Like that I wouldn't have fallen for. I thought that was ridiculous. You yeah. need to watch it. But inventing Anna, like, she really, she dressed the part. Yeah. She seemed like she was very cultured and knew, like, how to behave in, like, an upscale way. And I just feel like I would have believed her. The most wildest part was the scene when she went back on the, wait, did you see that episode when she goes back on the boat after staying with them? And then the lady, like, calls her, like, you're still on the fucking boat? Like, get off the boat. Right. They had all said bye to each other. And she went right back. Like, what the fuck? Right. Psycho. That was funny. Yeah. But, it was just um, strange. It's good, though. You're going you're gonna to like the way it ends. It's pretty good. Um, so speaking of inventing Anna, we had a question that um, came up in the show. So one of the ladies, actually the lady with the boat, um, she was in the kitchen. And the reporter had went and was like, oh, it smells so good in here. I guess she was cooking. And so the lady um, was like, yeah, you know, up until I was 25, I had never touched anything in my kitchen. Every time I wanted anything, someone was there to give it to me. And I think the reporter was like, said something like, oh, that's cool. And she was like, no, I think it's embarrassing not to be able to take care of yourself. And so it reminded me of you a little bit because when I met you, you were like, I, I want to I'm going to live on my own. I'm graduating. I'm going to have my own apartment. I don't really know how to cook or clean because I had someone do those things for me. And once you dropped the word au pair, <laughs> I was like, oh, this bitch is privileged. <laughs> but um, but yeah, but I do want to say, though, you can take care of your, even if you don't know how to cook and clean. I think you can still take care of yourself in other ways. But I do understand just that sense of like wanting to be self-sufficient and be able to do those things on your own. So like I wanted you to tell me a little bit, like, how did you feel growing up? Like, did you notice that it was like different, like for maybe your friends who didn't have that? Or um, did you like how much did it really affect you now, I guess? Um, well, that's a good question. Uh, I feel like I mean, I was definitely different mm-hmm. from my friends and they thought it was strange. It's funny because in South America, like. No one really cares. Like everyone has like a housekeeper, au pair type yeah. person. Um, but here, not so much. Um, I feel like I agree with the woman from Ventiana. Like it is embarrassing um, because my au pair was kind of controlling. So mm-hmm. we would want to like 
make brownies in the oven. No, you can't touch the oven. No, you can't touch the stove. Mm. No, you're not allowed to do laundry. You're, you're like, I don't know. You're going to ruin the laundry. You can't do anything. So it was like, it wasn't like I didn't want to, but she was just so controlling. Yeah. And she was, I mean, I'm not going to give you my life story or her life story, but she was like my grandmother's sister's best friend and ended up staying with us for many years. Okay. Um, as we grew up and we were teenagers and we still like couldn't bake brownies without her being like, no, I'm doing it for That's you. annoying. Yeah. <laughs> it was so annoying. Like that's part of being young and like you're experimenting, yeah. you're making shit with your friend. Yeah. Like, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, um, and like the first time I ever did a load of laundry was in college. Like my best friend, Aaron taught me how to do oh my laundry. God. But that's embarrassing. <laughs> like what you did Aaron say? She was like, okay. You have like, what she mean about it? Oh, no, she wasn't okay. mean about it, but she was like, okay, you have to separate the clothes. Yeah. You have to make sure it's on the right setting. Yeah. Um, okay, let's get you some detergent. <laughs> There's some softener. Yeah. Some dryer sheets. Wow. Um, like, ultimately, I'm fine now. You know, I live by myself. I yeah. pay all my bills. I cook, clean. I do everything um, with no issue, but... I kind of wish I had learned. Yeah. Um, and while well, you taught me how to clean everything spotless. So. Yes. I can say when yeah. I went to your apartment, I was like, yes, go Gabby. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> no, for real. But you know what? Because when you told me that, I was like, oh, no, like I have to teach this girl. Mm-hmm. Because, and I loved it. Yeah. And we had so much fun. We would clean our dorm bathroom together. It was it was fun. Yeah. We had we had good times. Y'all listening um, to Marenga Bachata? No, we would just be talking shit. Yeah. <laughs> Saturday morning, just cleaning talking the shit. apartment, talking yeah, shit. Yeah, just talking shit nice and early. <laughs> but there are so many kids that go to college and they learn all that stuff for the first time anyway so you weren't yeah really i don't think different. you were alone on that i don't think you were like yeah super different because of that most yeah. kids don't know their parents may do it from not just like au pair so they don't yeah. know how to cook or clean yeah like for house. me my mom oh my god my mom taught me how to do laundry and clean the bathroom when i was 12 i feel like that's child labor <laughs> <laughs> i fucking hated it i hated it like what 12 year old wants to do that um and then <laughs> cooking i was like 15 she would make me like watch her cook and then or sometimes she'll like make me do it and tell me what to do um so yeah so like by the time i got to school i was like all right i can do this like this is nothing it's whatever but it was nice doing it like i will say like when you do things on your own and you're taking like even laundry it's something empowering it's like oh like i'm a fucking adult like i can do this shit yeah and i'm not fucking it up i can do it i'm capable so yeah that was cool yeah i loved the fact that I could be independent and be an adult. Yeah. So. Yeah. Even though it seems like something small, but it is empowering. Yeah, it is. Um, so with Wait, that, I'll oh, go ahead. Yeah. Did you ever date anyone that like judged you for not being able to cook or anything like that before then? Um. Or they look at you like, wait, you don't do like what quote unquote women should be doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Did yeah. anyone ever like look at you like and judge you for that? Not really. Okay. So that's good. Yeah. I mean, I have money, so I could order takeout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm not. I'm no, but I barely cook now either. Because when you live alone, it's like, I'm not going to make an elaborate meal. I don't care. I'll just order some shit and that's it. Right. Um, but I think, Gabby, at the time, it's, you were, when did I meet you? How old were you? 20, 23? 20, 24? 22. 22. So she wasn't even heavy in the dating game. Like, right. 
where someone's expecting you to take that role like you were all students you were all getting it together so it's like yeah no um okay so getting your shit together right so part of being an adult is having it together but do you feel like there is this inherent pressure that we have in order to get our shit together yeah definitely i feel like there's there's like a rush to get things together like it by the time i turn x like 25 or 30 or 35 whatever like i need to have my entire life together i need to be settled down have kids um steady job with a great income but like life doesn't really work that way um i feel like one of my favorite quotes it's kind of cheesy but you find your path by walking it yeah Um, no that's not cheesy at all i love that Yeah. (laughs) yeah it's one of my favorite quotes and i feel like when when it's meant to happen, it will, and mm-hmm. things will fall into place. But I don't think that things are going to fall into place immediately all at once. Yeah. It just happens over time. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, especially with social media, like, everyone seems like they have everything together. But you choose what to post. Of course. You choose to post the most positive, you know, aspects of your life. Mm-hmm. You're not I'm, You're not posting about, like, oh, I have depression. Oh, I was in the hospital. Oh, I'm, like dealing with all this stuff like and you end up comparing yourself to other people all the time like 24 mm-hmm. 7 mm-hmm. yeah i feel like it's also been well for me like my parents were very like okay go to school you're gonna be successful then you're gonna meet someone you're gonna get married you're gonna have kids that's like the layout that's the blueprint and it's just like that pressure always had me feeling like i had to have things figured out right then and there but it's like at 20 years old what the fuck do you know you don't know shit and you're already you're still learning so much and you're still trying to plan and be this adult that has everything together when there's so many like fuck ups that you need to go through to get to that point there's so many mistakes you need to like learn from so it's just like i don't know now i feel like i'm approaching 30 and it's like yeah i got it together but i still feel like you never stop trying to figure things out always even if it's not professionally it could be like emotionally too getting your mind right your heart right your like past like triggers are coming up and past traumas are coming up and you're like oh so on top of the fact that i need to handle like my finances there's also a lot of shit going on in my head that i need to take care of and it's just it's a lot it's a lot do you feel pressure to have your shit together anthony um no i don't did you ever (laughs) no because i feel like men feel it more maybe i'm bugging really um no i i to say when I dated one of my girlfriends, maybe she felt like uh, I didn't have th- things together. But okay. if she's putting a pressure, trying to apply pressure, but me, I'm like, yo, I'm good with what the hell I'm doing mm-hmm, and I'm at. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so maybe I felt pressure just from her, but that's just yeah. her trying to be overbearing and controlling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I never felt pressure. Um, I mean, at certain points, I'm like, all right, it's time for me to move. <laughs> but that's just like normal like as yeah. you get, become an adult you just want to get on your own do your own stuff but never felt pressure from anyone yeah i think it's just like a lot of unlearning now like asking myself like well like before it was like like my parents would say get married have kids then i had to sit and be like but is that even something that i even want like i was told that i want this career and i need those degrees and i needed to pursue that and be in this type of relationship and want this for my future but did anyone ask me if that's what i wanted you know what i mean and that's the part that now i'm just like 
before and like if anything pops up or if someone tells me I should do something, I think like, is this something I even want? Because who gives a fuck what they want from me? They're not living my life. Like, so yeah, no. Yeah. I don't I get too like, caught up in that. I, I, I totally agree with you. Yeah. I feel like my whole life I've just been checking boxes. Mm -hmm. And now I'm kind of asking myself, how did I get here? Yeah. <laughs> like, why, why did I do all of these things? Yeah. Like, is this really me? And I feel like, I guess that's just a part of discovering yourself more mm -hmm. as an adult versus. Mm -hmm your parents or friends or whatever like mm -hmm. projecting their wants yeah what for for you to do yeah and i think when you're young too having a structure allows you to kind of maybe well for me knowing like okay i'm in school for this i'm gonna get a degree i'm gonna get a job i was able to like have a little more fun knowing that like things were taken care of even if i didn't really want it it's like okay it's secure so i can experiment with other things and enjoy myself for me it would have been scary to not be doing anything and then just living my life wildly with no direction i feel like i don't know See, where i, I would be complete, now i have a complete opposite of you because that was me i had never checked no boxes i had no five-year plan i had no goals or any of that type mm -hmm. of stuff I just lived my life. Like, and you enjoyed and, it. And like you were every free. Moment, every day I woke up, it was just the happiest wow. day for me. So like I had no care in the world, never worried about anything. I just wake up and just was the person who I wanted to be. Yeah. So I never had that pressure of like my mom or my dad wanted me to do this, go to school and get this done or all that stuff. It was like, yo, whatever you want to do, just be happy. That's it. So I never had any of that pressure. So yeah. Maybe that's why I'm the way I am now. Well, I'm super <laughs> carefree, super nonchalant. No, yeah, but that's no great. Because I feel anything. like just deep down, you just know that things will work out. Yeah, because it does. And that's it. Yeah. Everything always works out, you know? Yeah. Especially if you wake up tomorrow, it worked out. <laughs> yeah. No, that's true. You know, that's you still, you still like have that. another opportunity to, I don't know, to whatever you did wrong yesterday, you still have an opportunity to make it right to tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah. that's why I've never stressed on anything. Like, like rules, benchmarks at work and all that stuff, I don't pay any attention to that shit. I just do what I'm going to do. Because it just stresses people out. It stresses people out. <laughs> it really does. I don't care. Like, it's like, yo, it's going to get done. So why am I going to put this added pressure on myself? Yeah. It's going to do what I'm going to do. It's going to get done. And everyone's going to be happy at the end of the day. Are you more like him or more like me? Oh, absolutely more like you. Yeah. I'm like anxiety forever. <laughs> that should be on a shirt. Yeah. I love that merch. We got to make that. Anxiety oh, my gosh. Anxiety there's, um, forever. There is a meme. Of, of like a text and it's like oh hey you have anxiety prime i mean amazon prime he's like <laughs> oh i have both <laughs> i like that yeah. that's cute no yeah anxiety forever yeah. so knowing that it was like i had and it's also like having a response to someone like when they ask you oh so what are you doing you have an answer ready that feels good mm -hmm. it does like i know it shouldn't maybe but like I feel good having something to say and then I can say and I'm also I started a podcast I'm pursuing other things that's just so, me. So, all right. So then if someone were to ask you and you weren't doing anything, you feel like you were a disappointment to yourself? Then? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Like when um, when people would ask me, like, like I had got, uh, graduated, but then I took two years off from school. So I was just working and they would ask, oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm a Costco supervisor. But like, I wasn't proud to say it. I'm a supervisor. I was <laughs> like, mm, I'm not really, I don't really want to tell this person I'm doing that, but whatever. Um. Yeah, I don't know. But it was like for me, like I, in general, though, if I wasn't, if I didn't pursue that career, I would have always wanted to be successful. And to me, successful is like, put, like doing something, not just like kind of 
hanging out all the time at home, still living with my parents. Like it's standing on my own. And in order to stand on my own, I need money. Like realistically, whether it's my passion or not, I need to pay my bills because I don't want to go back to living with my parents. So I want to have something and do something and, and stand on my own comfortably. And that's important to me. So anything else to say about that, guys? Yes? No? I could probably go on for days, but not. <laughs> I wanted to get into the TikTok video that Gabby has sent me. Hopefully. Oh, wait, let me see if we can hear it. These headphones. Okay. I don't know who needs to hear this, but peace feels like boredom to people that grew up in chaos. Let that sink in. All right. So I wanted you to go first because you sent it to me and you said you really so resonated it. Feels like what? Peace? Peace, peace is boredom. Peace, peace is boredom. feels like boredom mm -hmm. okay. to someone who grew up in chaos. Okay. Um, I feel like, well, I mean, similar to what I was saying with like always having to check the boxes, I feel like I've always been going at 100% like my entire life. And now I feel like I'm at a stopping point and I'm like, oh, I have to keep going. But maybe like, why do I, why do I feel that way? Mm. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm bored. But am I actually bored or am I at peace? Mm. Mm -hmm. I finally have time to myself. And now I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like, mm -hmm. the options are are open. Like, what do I do? I'm at peace. I live by myself. I can do whatever I want. But that's that's almost a little scary. Like, the chaos is something you grew up in and it's normal. Yeah. And now you're like, I need a little chaos. Maybe that sounds yeah. toxic. <laughs> no. I literally... you. You spoke to my soul because I am that. I always felt like I am insatiable, like I'm never satisfied. It's like always what's next? What am I going to do next? And it's just like, you're right. Like, why can't we just chill yeah. <laughs> and just enjoy the moment? I mean, I'm working on it now in therapy, being more present, of course, <laughs> <laughs> therapy twins. Yeah. Like, no, being more present in the moment. And not getting so caught up in, okay, what's next? What am I going to do tomorrow or next week? Like, yo, just chill. It'll work out. But, um, yeah, I very much feel like that's a big reason why a lot of people got depressed during the shutdown, quarantine. Because it's like, oh, I am I can't do shit. I am still now and I have to sit here. But I want the chaos. I miss the chaos. As much as I was complaining about it before. Um yeah, I mean, it worked for me. I was. Um, See, I would say go what ahead. type of chaos, though, because growing up the way I did in the hood, seeing shit that I saw at a young age. Yeah. Having everything come to a standstill was great because like I was just talking to someone like earlier today and I was telling because she's a substance abuse counselor and I was telling her like, yo. When I was like maybe like ten years old, I walked into like I walked into the house with one of my friends' house, and like his pops was like had a big tray of coke, just cutting up coke. Oh my god! I found like like I seen like heroin addicts shoot up heroin around me like as a kid. Like I grew up seeing like all these type of things. So it's like that's chaos. That's chaos. That's your chaos. So yeah. When we say chaos, well, when I don't see that and I'm just chilling, like, okay, now this is good. This feels normal and peaceful. Like I don't need to see all that craziness anymore. No, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? So what kind of chaos do we mean? It's just chaos like you just have like a hectic work schedule. 
or it's like you're constantly trying to check those boxes or was your life just like chaotic where you saw like a lot of shit that maybe you shouldn't have been exposed to as such a young well, age? Well, I or think like for us, we're talking about <laughs> checking the boxes, right? Yeah, that's unless there's other because I do know what you're saying, though. Mm -hmm. But even in those situations, there are people where if that's all they know, that is their comfort. So they will still retreat back to that or they'll create situations that are chaotic because that's their um, what's the word? Oh, man, I can't think of the word. That's their normal. (laughs) Perfect. So even in that, like maybe someone like you wouldn't want that. So you want the peace. But there are people who even in peace, it's uncomfortable for them because they don't know peace. They can't sit in peace. Peace is like, what the fuck is going on here? I don't trust it. So it's not chaos more in their surrounding chaos in their mind. Mm. I would. Yeah, I would say. Mm -hmm. I mean, chaos in my mind. And like, I mean, I think everyone grows up with family issues. Um, even minor it's yeah. always something yeah mm-hmm. yeah but I, I think everyone has a different kind of chaos mm-hmm. whether it's your mind your surroundings or I don't know yeah I think the because then you know all these people who are like I'm going to say like Buddhist monks right super peaceful you don't see them for the most part craving chaos and then you have to think well why is that what part, like, what kind of enlightenment do they have that they've reached a level where peace is so gratifying? Because I want to be that way. And I think it is mindfulness and meditation. Do you meditate? I don't, but people have recommended it. Yeah, to me. it's good. I mean, I've, I've been slacking. I probably am down to like once a week now, but I would do it like every night before. And it was helpful. So you should try it. You should try it. Yeah. Um, I just know that past two years with the pandemic was great crazy like it was like one of the best years of my life though what? i loved every moment i of it. hated it i in did what, love in it in what sense yeah the world just slowed down and it just it's just like i don't know i just enjoyed like i enjoyed the peacefulness of that where it was just like everything slowed down um like what people like the little shit that people would care about that they would always get annoyed over like people get people get pissed off at the littlest things but then those little things didn't bother them anymore so then it just didn't get like pushed on to like say me and shit so it's like yeah i didn't have to deal with all of those little problems because i like i said before in the last episode i have a problem where people go through something small and i'm like you'll just get over it that year taught people to just get over those little things kind yeah. of thing because like those little things that bother them they really didn't bother them at that time <laughs> so they learned to just live with it or move and deal with it um, and just sitting home alone just was just like cool like it just was like damn like I, I needed this for myself too and it felt good so I didn't feel trapped I, yeah <laughs> yeah it was just weird I don't know how to explain it but it just felt it felt good but I think also you were still working at the time I was that helped that helped because you, you still got to go out and interact with humans correct even on the days off I still would go out and do things too okay I was going on walks all the time by myself yeah just talk to my not talk to myself but like no yeah be with yeah, your thoughts all the time so that was great like that was great for me so i don't know for me it was good it was a blessing okay i enjoyed it so it's just different perspective <clears throat> then but yeah but i am only child too so you know i've learned to <laughs> yeah, sit with myself so many different since i was a kid because i know people who were just home all day <clears throat> They would not like i would not agree with you like working from home and then staying home all day was fucking depressing I hated it. Um, and that's what led me to seek therapy, honestly. <laughs> like, 
seriously. And um, I wanted to talk about that too because we, um, I wanted to mention therapy and talk about it on this episode. And I had a thought yesterday because this is my second time. This is my second therapist. So the first time was like the summer of 2020. I started working with someone, but I wasn't really getting all the benefits from it because I wasn't, I don't think I fully knew what was wrong with me, what was making me so depressed. And then I wasn't even ready to face it. And I wasn't being honest in the sessions. I was still like, I feel like it was very performative. And I was like giving her like superficial shit that was bothering me. But I really didn't know what was the deep, the deep shit, basically. So this time around, I'm so like transparent with my therapist and I'm like writing notes of things that we can talk about. And it's been such an amazing experience. And I'm like, damn, I wish more people would go. Yeah. <laughs> like, and so I wanted to talk a little bit about that. Like, you're in therapy too. And so how do you feel about your experience so far? So it's been great. Um, I'm smiling, not because I'm like happy that mm-hmm. you're going through stuff. Oh no, we're but good. Like, <laughs> I also saw a therapist. I saw a therapist like... My first one was in 2011. One of my oh, wow. high school friends had passed away. Oh. And like, that was obviously very sad. Um, but also, it was like, I didn't really understand, like aside from my friend passing away, like I didn't understand what else was wrong with me. And okay. I wasn't being honest. Yeah. And I feel like if you don't, if you're not honest with your therapist, then nothing will get done yeah. because they're not going to fix your problems. Yeah. You have to do the work and it's painful. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's painful. It's like painful. you reflect and you're like, Oh, maybe I don't like that part about myself. And how do we change it? How do we like work on something that has been my normal for 26 years? Yeah. Um, and I feel like it made me, I mean, the second time around, um, I went because of my breakup and a bunch of other stuff, um, but I just felt like I needed extra unbiased support. Yeah. Um, and you don't need to see a therapist when you're having a meltdown. You know, like you can see them when you're doing okay. Yeah. You know, that's you, a great point. It like I went because it had been building up, mm-hmm. and I. I felt like I was gonna have a meltdown if I didn't talk to someone. Yeah. But now that I'm doing okay, it's still helpful, and you're still working in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you you learn a lot about yourself. You mm-hmm. dissect why you are the way you are. Um, I realize a lot of maybe childhood traumas that I didn't think yeah. impacted me so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's been really helpful and it's made me feel more confident about myself. I think the problem with it is that people, they just think that like the, you're just going to sit in front of this person and they're just going to fix you. <coughs> like they're just going to like wave a <laughs> wand over you and like you're healed and you're this enlightened person. And it's like, no, <laughs> like if anything, my therapist will just sit there and wait for me to talk. Mm-hmm. And she's like, OK, so tell me what's up. And then I'm like, okay, so <laughs> I just go off. And but it's like it's a collaborative effort. But she can't do her job if I don't do my job and give her like the material. But I think 
it's like a deeper level with that where people just i don't think people are very self-aware they don't even know what bothers them really they just know that they react to things and they're angry and they get upset and it's like okay but why like did you ever stop to think of why you're like that and try to process it so you stop that behavior people a lot of them they don't get it and we had just spoken about that in another episode how like people would just say well this is just the way i am and that's it but um yeah i don't know why do you guys feel more comfortable speaking to a therapist? Like, what is it about a therapist that makes you feel most comfortable? And it's the fact that they don't know open. me. Okay. <laughs> it's like they don't know me. After this session, it's not like we're going to get drinks or, you know, hang out. <laughs> She's not going to go see my friends and tell them what we talked about. So I feel like, you know, for me, my, one of my issues is I, I like to people, please. And I don't like to disappoint people. Well, obviously, because I like to people, please. But so if I... If I do anything and I there's a, even a glimmer that someone is judging me or thinks less of me, it's like, oh, maybe I should have kept that in. And um, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have shared it. And I get like people who love and care for you will be there for you and they'll listen and hopefully they won't judge you. But I think it's just easier to talk to a stranger sometimes. You can be completely vulnerable and admit things that you never would admit to anyone else. So that's what I was going to ask. Do you feel like you could tell this person like, the biggest secret that you have yeah. as opposed to like your best friend, closest person. Yeah. Because also I see it too. Like this person is a professional. So they, they're not going to, they're really not going to judge me. They're not going to tell anyone, not only that, but like they'll know what to tell me to fix it or give me a strategy. I can't guarantee that my friend is going to do that or if she's equipped with that. And sometimes you just don't even want to burden people with your shit. Like sometimes you just want to, you respect that other people are going through their own issues and you don't want to put like put your things onto them so i don't know that's why i mean i think you really hit the nail on the head mm -hmm. the like your answer at its core is that we don't feel judged yes and they're an unbiased opinion and they're there to listen they're literally paid to listen to you. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Um, so if you don't I, I also don't want to burden people with my issues so mm -hmm. for me it's a, a really good outlet and then I come out of each session mm -hmm. maybe a better person a better listener a better friend yes um so I can also take the tool she gave to me and also give to yeah. either my family my friend yeah. I don't know, whoever mm -hmm. asks me for advice yeah anything, definitely so. yeah I love that all right, this is lighthearted, I guess, okay. but based off of this, how would you guys react if you saw this therapist out in a social setting? I would run up to mine and give her a hug. I love her. Me too. I am okay. like obsessed <laughs> with my therapist. We talk like we're girlfriends. So that's I what, love her. would you be like, oh, let's have a drink? Or how would you try to interact with this I person? Mean, now are we allowed? I mean, no, like, technically. If we were, what I said, would you? Like, okay. No, if you saw them out, you yeah. didn't plan, make plans to meet up. What I'm right, saying right, is, like, right. if you if saw, saw them out, out, now you're with like your social circle, and now you see this person. Now you done told her everything that's bothering you. She yeah. knows your whole life. Yeah. Now maybe you're with like your best friend who you done talked about with her. 
or the person that you're with dating yeah, maybe yeah, your yeah. mom all these people that have this traumatic right, right, impact right. on yeah. you and now you see this person you like her a lot as a person yeah. but it's like are you like you know come in join us and now maybe she's thinking like no I would I would because you know what there's HIPAA laws so she violates that shit right yeah but um no I, I definitely would love if she like sat with us and had a drink with us I don't know if she would she might not be comfortable but I wouldn't mind Okay. I wouldn't yeah. mind either. Yeah. I honestly, I've sent her pictures of like me and my friends or me and my family, like people who I've talked to, and yeah. she honestly said like, "I love that I can put a face to a name." Oh, that's um, nice. And my my therapist lives in Oklahoma, so like the chances of me seeing her here oh, in yeah. New York are zero. <laughs> Mine lives in Brooklyn. Okay. So, it's pretty high. <laughs> so chances are a little yeah. higher. Um, but I would definitely run up to her yeah. and give her a hug. Like she has sent me pictures of her kids. Like, okay, I won't yeah. I won't talk to you next week, but like here we yeah. are on a road trip. That's so like, nice. I don't know. I feel like we're friends. Yeah, that's <laughs> nice. And I like that. I wanna feel that level of comfort with a therapist. You right. know what I mean? Um, obviously I'm telling you all these personal things. Right. So yeah, I wouldn't right. mind. So then two follow ups. Okay. <laughs> if your therapist lived in Brooklyn, would you feel as, as comfortable? And if yours lived in Oklahoma, would you feel as comfortable? It's like, there's the distance, like someone that maybe you know you have no chance of ever meeting, and you have someone that's maybe more relatable to you since she's a New Yorker as well. Yeah. Do you feel like if it was vice versa, you would feel as comfortable? Mm-hmm. Like, if it was someone that, you know, maybe this person's not, she's like out, like, not, didn't grow up how I grew up, or yeah, like, yeah, doesn't yeah. live the way I live. Um, Probably not. Not as warm, I feel like. Because I feel like that was a problem with my other therapist. Like, she lived in another another state, and she was older. So it felt like I was talking to, like, a mom. Yeah. So it wasn't as comfortable. This one is, like, in her 30s. She's chill. Like, yeah. So, yeah, I think it would be different. Okay. Yeah. I feel like, well, mine is a bit old. She's, like, I think she's in her, like, late 30s. But also, didn't you have, like, a 50-year-old friend or something in grad school? Like an older lady. Oh, yes. She's 62 now. See? And you were like, you guys oh, we were, were friends. friends. Yeah. I, I get along with <laughs> everyone, everyone, honestly. <laughs> um, but I I was honestly worried that we wouldn't have a lot in common. But I feel like our personalities are very similar. So I would still em- embrace her just as much, honestly. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. How important is it for someone to... Uh, switch therapists if they don't feel comfortable with the person they're with like immediately or is there like if you see this person for the first time should you like you know what eh, I feel a little off I don't feel like a connection I can really open this person should this person like immediately seek someone else yeah I mean my therapist did she was like listen after our, after our first meeting she was like listen after today if you want to go and get a new therapist I completely understand I won't take it personally <clears throat> because I don't think that you should settle like it's okay to therapist shop and find someone that clicks with you. Yeah, if you don't click with the therapist, you're not going to be comfortable and you're not going to open up. And then it's like a waste. Right. You know what I mean? You're not getting what you really need to get out of it. So I definitely think it's immediately. If, it, if it's not clicking, if it's not instant, it's like apartment shopping. Like my mother told me, when you walk in the apartment, you should feel like you're falling in love. <laughs> and that's when you know that you found the apartment for you. And she was right. Like you can't settle. It has to be right. Yeah. So, yeah, no. I definitely agree. I feel like, well, so I found my therapist through, like, an online platform. Mm -hmm. um, And you can do a little intro, and then they'll match you according to the therapist's, um, uh, what's it called? It's like eHarmony for therapy. Right. They'll match you with the specialist therapy. 
I mean, the therapist <clears throat> specialty. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm having relationship problems. I'm having a problem with my friend and I'm having a problem with my family member. So it's really like relationships. Sometimes people obviously have like a, a broad spectrum of issues. Oh, I see. But she okay. is like specifically trained in that. And relationships. And relationships. Okay. So I think they did a really good job matching me. Yeah. However, if my therapist didn't have that specialty, I'd probably leave and seek out someone who yeah. could actually like help me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Mm. Good. Did you have another one? Because you said like you were ready with questions. <laughs> we'll, we'll just top of the um, head. The only thing I will <laughs> say is just like like just to wrap that point up, like really, if you are going to go to therapy, really commit to it. Really make the most out of it. Like yesterday I was gonna cancel because I was like, you know what? I don't even really have anything to say. Things have been great. Like I can miss a session. But then one, it was too late because you have to do it within 24 hours <laughs> or else you get charged. So I'm like, all right, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> but I was like, you know what? No, I'm gonna honor it. And it's only like a $10 copay, so it's not a big deal. But I'm like, I'm gonna honor my commitment to myself. I said I was gonna take this process seriously. So I took my notebook out and I started jotting. And I didn't realize like one thought led to another, led to another. And I was like, wow, things were really bothering me. And it's interesting thinking that how many people don't even do that? How many people have things that are bothering them that they don't even realize is bothering them because they haven't taken that time to maybe journal or even like ask themselves, well, why am I so angry? Or why am I crying all the time? So those people need it the most. And if like this inspires anybody who was thinking about going to therapy, like please do so, do not wait any longer. Cause once things fester in you, like it can lead to so many other issues down the line. So, whew, all right, let's just give ourselves a little. <laughs> I want to give gunshots after a therapy <laughs> session. <laughs> Round of applause is more appropriate, but hey. Listen, that's my hype. My hype sound. Leave mm-hmm. it alone. Boom. All right, so I wanted to get into our talk your shit segment. So this segment, I don't know if you guys want me. Well, let me ask the question. So I wanted to know what's one thing you learned from your past relationships that you still hold dear to you, like you still follow. And I have a whole bunch of, I mean, I posed this question on my Instagram and I had a lot of people respond. Do you guys want me to read the responses first or do you want to just answer first? Um, I'll, I'll answer first. Okay, go. Uh, okay, so I have two things. I wrote it down. Yes, um, go ahead. So one is take the way people treat you at face value. Mm. So... Just because you think they have a good heart doesn't mean you should stick around and wait for them to change mm-hmm. the way they treat you. And the second one is the red flags at the beginning are probably what's going to cause your breakup. Mm. So please That's watch a out good for those one. red flags. That is a fucking good one. I wanted to read a few of them. So someone told me patience. To love myself first no matter what and always trust my gut. That was a good one. To stay single. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> That's terrible. Um, and then I got this interesting one, to be like water. It's a Bruce Lee quote. Yeah. So <laughs> I asked him to explain, and that's what he said. It's a Bruce Lee quote. So basically, but the overall message was um, how yeah. to compromise. I think that's important. Um, yeah. So another one said to never settle for a love that is mediocre. If you desire more, then you deserve more. 
to love myself first, to never settle, and not to play with people's emotions and expect no consequences. That's deep. That is deep. So <laughs> I said patience. Deep. Yeah. I said patience. So Yeah, that was you. <laughs> it was me. I said patience. Yeah, yeah. And what I mean by that is like you have to be patient with the person you're with because they're going to go through things. Um and patience and like you just got to be able to understand like yo this person is not going to see things like you. Yeah. Just just be there for that person. Don't be so quick to react or be emotional and judge them based off of whatever. Just be patient. Just allow them to go through their process. So that's what I mean by like patience. Yeah, that's good. I got an interesting one. I want to actually know what you guys think about this one. The person who cares less in the relationship has the upper hand. Do you agree? Mm. That sounds a little toxic. That does sound a little toxic. But it, it can be. Yes, because if we're in a relationship... You love me more than I do, um, and you go like overboard with just the things that you do. Like I can say, like if I'm going out, it's Friday night, and I want to go out with my friends. Mm-hmm. You might feel like, oh no, I want to do something with with me, but I don't really give a fuck. I don't want to be with you. You want to be with your friends. <clears throat> with my friends, yo, I'll talk to you when I talk to you. I'll yeah, see yeah. when I talk to you. So I'm gonna just do what I want to do. You're not gonna give me any. Um, I don't want to say discipline, but you're not gonna give me. Consequences, yes, maybe? thank you. Jesus. Yeah, it's not gonna be any consequences for my action, so I can just keep doing like it. would be more nonstop, but you're just gonna keep caring and you're gonna keep coming back, right? Keep coming back, yeah, without any consequences. And I'm just like, whatever, but you know what? That's a good point to bring up because I feel like that's there's a deeper rooted issue there when you crave um, someone who mistreats <laughs> you like that. And maybe when Wildy comes on, I can ask her about that, like <laughs> why we do that. Um, but yeah, okay, that makes sense. Like that could be a point. Um, so how I was going to answer this is, um, okay, so from one of my relationships, it was, yeah, not to settle. I felt like in that relationship, I was going to be expected to like stay home, like be the housewife, not do much, and then be a stepmom at the same time because he had a child. And I was like 19, 20 years old. I was not ready for that. I did not want that for my life. So yeah, definitely for that one, not to settle. Um, from... My most recent relationship, I just learned how to love myself and choose me and respect myself and not allow anybody to mistreat me or disrespect me. Um, That was like the main thing. And then from one of my relationships, I learned a positive thing, which was not to give a fuck about what people think about me and just follow my heart, do what makes me happy. And yeah. Um, that guy sounds amazing, by the way. Yeah, yeah. he was awesome. <laughs> Speaking of him, because um, we don't have any more topics, did you have any other thing? Because I do have an announcement that I want to make. Oh, wait, but so, all right. So, with elaborate. So, like, yeah. When you say, like, how to love yourself and choose you, right? Yeah. <laughs> Is it like, um, because you felt like you were putting this other person first in your relationship? Yeah, of and course. just constantly what did you learn about yourself? How did it make you feel as a person when you, like, did that? Like, you know what I mean? Did it make you just feel, like, less of a person? Did you feel like in you the weren't beginning, as free mentally? Okay. So, in the beginning, I felt like I was doing the right thing by putting his needs first. I felt like I was being selfless and compassionate and understanding. But it was like, okay... I'm being all these things because it seems like that's what you need. But while I'm trying to understand you, you're still beating me down. You're still mistreating me. So it's like, what do you really want from me? Because 
it's like it seems like you want me to also meet you at that level of frustration and stress and anger and you want us to like fight each other all the time but then if i do that that would be you that would be a problem too but then when i'm being compassionate and empathetic it's still a problem so it was just like i just started feeling depleted and drained and i felt like i wasn't doing the things that i wanted to do because i was walking on eggshells and um i feel like you can start to feel frustrated and maybe resentful yes that's what was definitely happening to me to a point though but then i wasn't like i wasn't strong enough to leave yet i feel like i was still feeling like oh like things can be different here if i just continue you know being being supportive and then i remember um oh my god this just got mad deep but i remember i was journaling a lot during the time and i was like i talk to god when i journal and i remember just asking god for like give me the strength like, I need to do this. I need to choose me. I need to love me. And then I just did it. Like, when I when I stopped talking to that person, I have not looked back. Like, he tried to contact me. I did not answer. I was just like, no. And I felt good. It's like, oh, I love myself. Like, I don't have to deal with this shit. So, so you said, fuck what he thought, and you chose what was going to make you happy. Yeah, basically. That's good. <laughs> Way then- to wrap that up. <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> so I was going to ask Gabby, since in the beginning you saw the red flags that was just not there. So how did you, I was like, how did you allow yourself? But what green, were there, was it more green flags that made you ignore the red flags when a situation like mm-hmm. that? Because obviously it's not all just red flags. Was it like no, more yeah. green that was just like, you know what? I can at least see myself trying to work with this, these red flags. And the flies back. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. So is that something? that's like, all right, you know, yesterday the red flies, but the green kind of outweighed it. Right. I feel like at the beginning <laughs> of that relationship, the green flags outweighed the red flags. Um, but then I, as I was thinking more long term, I just knew that was something we couldn't get past. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I I really try to make it. <laughs> yeah but sometimes you just can't and and you know what trying to make it work i feel like it makes it easier to leave because when it's time to make the decision to leave you can be like well you know what i did everything i could yeah. i know i gave it my all so i can walk away in peace and know that i didn't give up or i didn't half-ass it so it's not always a bad thing to like give it your all and keep trying yeah that's something similar to what you were saying in yeah the past couple episodes mm-hmm. like i feel like women are always they'll 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 hang on until <laughs> yeah. like the last thread yeah. like yeah. they will try yeah so hard, we try so hard at least we gave it our best shot and that's so. it that's all we can do and another thing you said was wait take away people keep their face value uh just because you think they have a good heart doesn't mean you should wait around if you use it or to see it to see it right i said this on an episode before Trust who people show you they are. Or believe yeah. who people show you who they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So don't, don't, if someone's showing that you're the asshole, they're an asshole. They're an asshole. Don't try to fucking. But you see, I could have used that with you. You weren't, you were an asshole, Anthony. You you, you were self-proclaimed. You would be like, yeah, I'm an asshole. You would say different. it all the time. I would, <laughs> say that was it. Different. I would say it, but I'm not. Okay. So you were just talking shit. Yeah. I, I mean. Yeah, but now when I'm with with someone, no, yeah, if they show, that's yeah, different. that's true. That's true. You have a point. Uh, yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I really resonated when you said it on that episode. Um, yeah. Yeah, you got to trust. People are going to show you who they are. Believe it. Yeah. Believe them. Yeah, no, you're right. Fuck that. They got a good heart shit. Yeah, yeah. fuck that shit. No, for real. Fuck that shit. Because they probably don't. Um, so just to wrap up, I did want to make an announcement. So I have officially decided... This is so dumb that the cameraman and producer and engineer video editor is my official co-host as oh, well. Thank you. thank you. I didn't know. I'm making this announcement because it was like, okay, I have rotating guests all the time, but I'm like, I don't want this to just be a chick podcast. I always wanted another guy. So I'm like, I need another guy, I need another guy. And I'm thinking, thinking, thinking. I'm like, but there's been a guy in front of me the whole fucking time who's a great speaker, asked the best questions. Um, So you are officially my co-host. So welcome to the Least Favorite Podcast with (laughs) Natalie and Anthony. (laughs) Breaking news to me. (laughs) I don't know if you wanted that job, but you got it. You're hired. You're hired. And um, we're done. This was good, guys. Yay. Thanks for having me. Yes. Like always, please share, like, subscribe. Have these conversations with your friends, your family, your partner. Like, the whole point is to get you guys thinking and talking about these things. So, and let us know what you think. That's it. You heard. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.